let's get ready to talk insecurity because you're listening to this insecure life hello everyone so i guess it's been a month um time is so ephemeral right now it literally means nothing but i do want to jump back in i've had so many ideas for episodes and guess what still haven't written them down so i guess not much has changed in the last year (laughs) um this episode is basically just me doing a quick brief um yearly recount because i know you are dying to know what i've been up to so let's dive in it has been a year and it's still Kathleen. Uh, I have noticed that another This Insecure Life podcast popped up. So shout out to you guys. Um, They started a couple months into the pandemic, it looked like. (laughs) So don't know what it's about. Um, But cool, cool, cool. Happy to have more people talking about insecurity if hopefully that's what it's about. Could also be about the TV show. (laughs) Who knows? Um, where do you even start when you're catching up with someone's after a year of quarantines and lockdowns and ongoing Panzerottis? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm still in my little flat apartment and a lot of the times it looks like a hovel. Bob and I are very in sync. Uh, We have afternoon naps now. She will guide me to the bedroom and we have some really good Z's. So basically I live like a cat. (laughs) I did not hop on any of the COVID pandemic food trends. So I didn't try Uh, bread baking or um, I don't know I feel like there was a whole bunch of things I did none of that Um, my kitchen is very small if I had a big kitchen I would probably enjoy cooking and baking a lot more but it's it's tiny I don't like it there's not a lot of space Um, so I don't find it relaxing so I did not pick up on that trend I did, however, re-embrace my inner granny and got um, into embroidery again. So that was fun, especially because I was relearning some skills along with friends who were learning for for the first time. But like most things in my life, my attention span comes and goes, which leads me into my next thought. Um which is I have self-diagnosed myself with a numerous amount of things this last year. Um, But truly, uh, I believe self-diagnosis is valid. You know yourself best. For a lot of things, a specialist can take years to diagnose you. Um, But truly, I do think um, I am an ADHDer, and I, I think I'm also autistic. Um, 
Shout out to the neurodivergent crew. I mean, I was already there with my anxiety and depression, which, hey, if you didn't realize, having depression does rewire your brain and you are then neurodivergent. It's cool. All these things mean is that we are able to know ourselves and create adaptions that work for our lives, find the coping mechanisms that are going to work for us best. And it helps to give us some perspective on how we operate in the world, how we see things. And I think that's a really cool um, aspect. It's sort of the whole point of this podcast, right? Doing this self-examination, this examination of hard topics. Um, One of the other big reasons that I took the year off, it wasn't necessarily intended to be that long, but one, um, pandemic, fatigue, fatigue, (laughs) maybe that's a new word, Um, fatigue is very real and it comes in these waves. And I feel like we all sort of ride the waves together, um, but we're riding them in different boats. And so it can take a huge toll on us in various different ways. I had a bunch of goals for 2020 that became seriously impossible (laughs) just based on a global pandemic, um, including that my current situation of sitting in my apartment in Vancouver uh, had hoped to actually be different and um, had wanted to be in Greece right now. So rolling with the punches, where does that come from? Does anyone know? Maybe I should look it up. (laughs) Rolling with the punches, riding the waves have become, it's been a lot of the year. I miss hugs dearly. Um, I miss my parents dearly. It will probably be two years, if not more, by the time I actually am able to physically see them again. So that's really hard. Um, I lost two very dear friends at the end of 2020, and I'm still recovering. And I don't think I will ever fully recover. Um, oh, goodness. Did you guess that I was going to cry? (laughs) 10 points to Gryffindor. Uh, Yeah, part of me coming back is because one of them was so supportive. And if there's someone out there who really does just enjoy listening to me ramble, then I want to be able to be of service in that way. You know, I am your friend if you're listening. I care about you. I truly do. And... She is one of the people who really did just love unconditionally and has a kindred spirit in the sense that she struggled to see how amazing she was. Um, So yeah. Wow, I'm impressed that I am not full-blown sobbing right now, so there we go. Um, So that's a big reason why I'm, I don't want to even call it relaunching, 
I truly just took a break. I, there was so much going on. Um, Brianna Taylor um, was murdered in her bed while sleeping. Pandemic hit and the social movements that picked up because people had the time and the capacity to dive into that. And when I say people, um, truly the black community uh, in Canada, I'm not, I, I would assume um, elsewhere too, but I'm not super versed, so I don't want to make those assumptions. But in Canada, uh, First Nations and Indigenous communities here, they made sure that their voices were heard and um, I'm not you know I'm not deeply entrenched with a lot of that knowledge I know more now than I did a year ago I will never know the lived experience and with being a white woman in society that comes with an amount of privilege um, so I felt like I needed to shut up for a while and I really needed to be there to uplift other voices and do, do some learning um, there was definitely a fear of diving into some harder topics and I want to I want to talk about some of these harder things and do a little bit more research on them continuously with my education and acknowledge that along this path of changing systems of oppression, I am going to fuck up. And you are going to fuck up if that is your aim, and I really hope it is if you're listening to this. Um, and it's not, it's not okay because it will cause harm. But it's a truth. And learning to accept that we are going to fuck up while creating a better world is better than not doing anything and keeping our mouths shut and not taking action. Um, so, yeah. Um, fun, fun things that have happened. <laughs> Um, I fell in love with my Buy Nothing group. So if you have never heard of the Buy Nothing movement, look into it. It, it, it means what it says. Um, if there's not a group in your area, you can make it. They are hyper-local groups. They're community building. Basically, you can post things that you're looking for and people in your community respond. If people call out for requests, you can give back and it's this really lovely reciprocal relationship um, that creates a really nice security web in a lot of ways um, because you know your neighbors and you learn to ask for help and then there's also the benefits of, of sustainability sustainability um, sometimes I think when I do that, it's just because I'm talking so fast that <laughs> my brain is struggling to keep up. Um, 
so yeah look into it if it's in your region it's such a cool thing to be involved in and a part of um I've helped to fill my apartment with a lot of plants from that group and not necessarily full plants. I did cut some, you know, but I got cuttings that have grown and um, I've seen, you know, people get pregnant and, and ask for things for their nesting and their baby and then they pass them on when it's done and it's just this really beautiful community move movement that also benefits the planet so um, look into that if you haven't I am finger gunning my computer screen right now um, some self-care items uh, quite frankly my hygiene the last year has been pretty grotesque um, I describe myself as a trash gremlin luckily Bobbin doesn't seem to mind although she does really enjoy when I shower so maybe she minds more than I care to admit um, <laughs> but I've tried to do other things like really focus on making sure I'm taking my medication and simple things like brushing my teeth, which, you know, shouldn't seem difficult, but it is. Um, and that can also lead back to my self-diagnosis of ADHD. But letting go of the thought that self-care is one thing and fully embracing that sometimes self-care is just being self-compassionate sometimes self-care is giving yourself the day off work and sometimes self-care is having a nap um, drinking water really getting back to basics but also understanding that regardless of where you are in your life and how much money you make it's also okay to give yourself those indulgences. Um, every single person is deserving of beauty and little bits of happiness. And I think everyone has done their best, for the most part, um, surviving this year. And, and also taking care of their friends when they can. Um, I think going through this collective period of trauma with each other is going to have a big impact on how people move forward once we're able to be fully in person again. So on that note, um, clearly haven't dated <laughs> in a year. I tried to date in January and February and I guess the start of this month and it just was not was not working out uh, for a whole variety of reasons. I mean, the last week in and of itself is when I removed myself from dating apps again and any conversations I was having where I felt like someone needed to just be told I was taking that step back again. Um, not, not a lot of people, but just trying to be more intentional in my interactions because there are other, are other people on the end and if they haven't harmed me or said anything cruel in any way, then they deserve to have kindness given back. Um, and so a big push for that was, one, I think I re rejoined and thought I would do it because I feel like in a lot of ways I've been robbed of, you know, 
least a year. Um, we're going into the second year of the potential to meet that one person, right? The potential to meet someone to have a life partnership with, which is really hard um, when you're hitting that like <laughs> what comes next stage because of being 33. Uh, really looking at whether kids is something that I want to do in a true and real way um, and trying to honor that and then also a lot out of boredom quite frankly um, but the last week with uh, Sarah Everett and the police violence at her vigil I just I just can't and I need to give space um, for for those big feelings um, of exhaustion and <laughs> rage um, and quite frankly I think my energy can be put into better areas and and have more an, an impact by doing so so I'm trying to be way more intentionable about intentionable, intentional about where my energy goes and how I use it. And I think it's been really beneficial. Um, maybe this is something people learned a long time ago, but there are a lot of things that I am still learning and I will probably stop learning when I'm dead. Um, but who knows? Who knows what's out there, guys? So... I think those are like the big, the big bullet points. Um, I might, you know, I, I've been trying to explore TikTok and have fun on there. Um, it's a really neat platform. I, I've had it for a long time and played around with it and then just didn't get sucked in. <laughs> but it's definitely changed in the last two years. And right now it's truly just a space for me to like play and be creative and not really worry about any of the other stuff um because I have so few followers <laughs> and it's a nice feeling so if there's something that you've been resisting doing that would be beneficial um in regards to finding sources of play bring it back try it out. Uh, I think it's super beneficial for us to just tap into that playful side of our nature. Oh, one more thing, and then <laughs> I will try and wrap it up. But I'm recording this in my living room and not my bedroom because my fridge died. So it finally died. There was a reason it was so loud. Um, Wow, it died in October, and my Buy Nothing group gave me a whole bunch of coolers and cooler packs, and I lived out of coolers for almost a month. So that was pretty horrific. <laughs> I guess the Panago 
really messed with chains of distribution chains. Um, and yeah, so everything was delayed. Usually it takes like four days and it took forever. Um, and my fridge now is a little bit smaller, but that's also made me be, again, more intentional with how I'm purchasing food because I would really like to reduce food waste this year. I mean, it was pretty bad last year um, in a lot of ways. And so just slowly getting back into all those fun little things. Um, honestly, I think that's all my big news. Um, it's almost It's almost time to get my seeds ready. I'm probably a little bit late, but I was super late last year. So I need to get things a little bit tidy and get some seedlings growing so I can get balcony garden up and running again. And then I really need to simmer down, <laughs> write out topics, and just my plan isn't to do them weekly. Um, I would like to say, you know, bi-weekly I would put out an episode and then maybe in between I would throw in a meditation or something. But truly... I'm just going to go with it. Um, my intention with this insecure life was never to make money. It was never to be an amazing, like, charter podcast. Is it nice when those things happen? Absolutely. But I always did this because I wanted to do it and I wanted to reclaim my voice. And so now. I'm just going to honor what I need and try and raise the voices of other people along the way. So my hope is, <laughs> my goal is to not necessarily recommend, but um, do like a short chat about other podcasts, other books. Um, Netflix shows, you know, anything that really gets us talking. The one I'll talk about today is one I'm sure, if you're listening to this, you know about, because the ever-amazing Dan Levy took this course. So it's the free Indigenous course, um, Indigenous Canada course on Coursera. Literally, you don't have to pay anything. However, if you can afford to pay for the course, I believe it's like $30, $50. It's not that expensive. Um, I encourage you to do so because the knowledge is valuable. And it's another way of honoring that. Um, yeah, it's amazing. I um, signed up actually before Dan brush my shoulder off <laughs> and there were things I knew and there were a lot of things I didn't know and it has changed how I engage with certain media um, it's changed my relationship with my parents in regards to how we're able to discuss the issues as they come up um, my mom and I did it not necessarily in tandem she started a week or so after me and then uh, got sidetracked a little you know along the way life happens but as she 
she worked through it and as I worked through it we would have the conversations and as events occurred um, the world kept going and you know she would read an article in the newspaper or watch something on TV she was able to engage with it more and critically think a lot better um, about how her worldview isn't the only worldview um, and it's it's just a really great course so that's that's my plug this week um, <laughs> I yeah I've really enjoyed it um, and I think I think it should be a prerequisite for sort of every living human being so that we can decolonize our minds together and then decolonize our systems um, that are set up. I was doing some weird face things in those silent pieces <laughs> because I am very animated sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to do my best to get you content and talk about things I believe in and address some of these harder issues. Um, and then, you know, maybe some less hard issues like the fact that my anxiety sweat has probably dehydrated me in the last year 90% of the time. <laughs> Grocery shopping became basically an Olympic sport for me. And then I started ordering groceries online to support local. Local and small. It's great. Um, if you're able to, you know, just give yourself grace. And give the people around you grace. I think as we're, you know, getting into this start of a second year. I know vaccines are rolling out, but there's still, there's still a lot happening. And... We have to give ourselves space to acknowledge that even when things open up completely, we've been isolated. <laughs> and, you know, being on Zoom calls for me is exhausting. Having phone conversations, exhausting. Like, interacting with other people um, has just been so out of my comfort zone the last year that it's takes a lot of mental agility and energy to get through it. So we need to acknowledge that as, as we move into this sort of second year of who knows what's going to come, that we're living through collective trauma. We've been physically and mentally and emotionally stressed for 12 months now. And while there is light coming at the end of the tunnel, there's still a lot of unknowns. So on those days that you notice other people are, you know, maybe a little bit less patient or snippy, um, give them grace. And on the days that you're feeling that way, give yourself grace. And if you haven't talked to a friend in a really long time because it feels like a lot of effort, that's okay. Um, 
maybe send them this clip and let them know that that's okay and it's okay to reconnect when you're able to reconnect and I think that's a good life lesson overall so let's end there um final thought is that if you think I should change my intro and extra music because I am also trying to teach myself the ukulele <laughs> let me know you can email or comment on my social media and uh we'll chat soon let's take a deep breath together guys it's been a really long time big inhale Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch, find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. You can also send an email to thisinsecurelife at gmail.com. Music by Miss Darlene, their song Since When. <laughs>